we're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world, and all we can think about is where. Where can I hook up my mom? Digital pen part of work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. Who should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, who are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds. Hi, everyone. This is Kelsey Jones, executive editor at Search Engine Journal, and I'm here with Danielle Antoes, our copy editor, and Hannah McNaughton. She is the owner of Envision Marketing Solutions. And today we thought it'd be cool for this freelancers forum to talk about raising your rates, which I know is something we have touched on in the past, but um, you know, it's something that I think a lot of freelancers struggle with, especially uh, women. So welcome, guys. I'm glad you're here. Thanks. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Hannah, I know me and Danielle met you at our SEJ Summit Chicago, and this was the main thing we talked about because you listened to our past episode, and you were yelling at us, not yelling, but basically (laughs) saying, what are you guys doing? You're not charging enough. So, I mean, what's been your kind of experience, and what has made you kind of I don't know, your journey, I guess, with raising your rates and feeling like you deserve more than what you may be comfortable with. Right. Um, I mean, and like you pinpointed, I think it's an issue with women. Um, I Not to just say women. I'm sure that men go through it as well. But it's definitely something that is, that is big with women. Um, it can be a really hard thing to do. And I think that it really involves stepping back and assessing the value that you're bringing to clients. And I mean, that's really the kicker. You need to understand that you believe and believe in your value um, Mm -hmm. before you'll feel confident about raising your rates. So, I mean, my journey is kind of, you know, an interesting one, but I've, you know, I've been in digital marketing for about five years now. Um, I started out my career working with Mindy Weinstein, who's now the director of training at Bruce Clay. So I definitely had built upon a really strong foundation, which I'm really thankful for. Um, And, you know, most of my time was spent on the content side of things. I started out as a writer, working freelance and as an editor. And, you know, I saw saw what I was getting paid and what others were getting paid. And it just never felt quite right. You know, yeah. it, it just, it wasn't really a livable salary. And I, I ended up stepping up into um, being a manager of a content division of a large web marketing company. And, you know, when I was in that position, I, I felt the same way. And I think that being, starting off as a freelancer allowed me to see how hard the job is being a writer or an editor or any sort of other freelance position. I mean, you have a lot of other things that you have to consider when you're a freelancer versus when you're an employee. You know, you have to pay your own self-employment taxes. You have to figure out how to pay for your own insurance and those sorts of things. And while those aren't the things that should push you to raise your rates, they certainly should be taken into consideration when determining what your rates should be. Um, So, you know, that I, I think that sort of experience... Um, was really helpful trying to live on the wage that a lot of people charge. Um, but, you know, you have to take that into consideration, but you also have to take into consideration the knowledge that you have. You know, throughout my experiences, I've gained a tremendous amount of knowledge about the industry, about how to write for the web, which, as you guys know, has changed 
tremendously. Used to be, you know, more writing mm-hmm. for search engines and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, now keeping up on best practices is so vital. And, you know, you just have to take a step back and look analytically at yourself like someone else would and see, am I really providing value? And do I really know what I'm talking about? You know, keeping up on best practices, that's something that's really important. And if you're doing that, you have to realize that you are providing great value to your customers and to your clients. Yeah, I was, I found a rates calculator, which I'll have to find it again and put it in the post whenever this episode is published, but um, the person who had pointed me to it made a really good point. They said one of the things that goes into charging a higher rate is the um, continuing education that goes into being a consultant, especially in marketing. So that higher rate is contributing to um, conferences that you go Mm -hmm. to, you know, traveling to meet clients, any books you'll invest in, you know, the top technology to make sure you get your projects done. It's all little things that normally your employer would cover that you now have to. Yeah. I mean, and that's exactly on point. And that's something that so many people don't consider because, you know, they think as a freelancer, you're just kind of sitting at home, working from home, you know, living the great life (laughs) when really, I mean, it's, it's hard. There's a lot that goes into it. And when you have to support yourself and your own education and continue to go to these conferences and, um, you know, invest in yourself rather than having your employer invest in you, it's hard and it does take a lot of money, but you have to look at it on the flip side of the fact that the people that you're doing this work for are going to want you to invest in those things. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, when it comes to raising your rates or charging someone maybe a higher rate than what, you know, maybe someone else may be charging, you need to have, you know, a rhyme and reason for everything you do. You know, you need to be able to confidently support your decisions as to why you're charging what you're charging. And people are going to be happy that you are educating yourself. Um, and, you know, they're, they're usually going to be happier to pay those rates because they are confident that you're going to be the best choice. Yeah, I agree. And um, Danielle, I know you and I had talked about, um, you know, raising your rates in general and what that process mm-hmm. is like. And I know um, you've been freelancing full time. What is it for two years now, or a little over a year and a half? Yeah, okay. I started freelancing and working full time for a while. That was fun. Yeah, that's what I did too. So you know, I think it's about that. I would say two year mark of doing it full time that you, for me at least, I started thinking about raising my rates. Yeah. Um, more than I was. Is that something you've been thinking about? Absolutely. Um, actually, just I went to, well, you already know, but for everyone else who doesn't, I went to the Copy Blogger Conference in Denver this past week, and there was Sean D'Souza. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing your name right. I'm sorry if it's incorrect. People <laughs> slaughter my name all the time. But one of the things that he was saying was that we tend to charge based on price where the clients tend to hire on value. So the example he gave was, you know, if you're given off the bat the option of getting a $2,000 website or a $10,000 website for your business, which one do you really want? You want the $10,000 one. You, I mean, maybe you don't have the budget for it, but to be fair, you want that $10,000 site because it should provide more value. And that was something I never really thought about. So, you know, you think that you're going to get more clients by charging less, right? Mm-hmm. But in reality, I think clients are looking and going, okay, you're not, you're not an expert. 
Mm-hmm. So I think you're almost doing yourself a disservice when, you know, we're women trying to be nice or however you want to word it or just get our business going. So it's really easy to be like, ah, you know, I can do it for 20 cents a word, 15 cents a word. Oh, okay. Well, if you hire me, I'll do it for this much. And I think we just have to stop because on top of just not making as much money, I think we're making ourselves look bad. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, to add on what you said, it's about the value you're providing and your clients do want the value. And so at the end of the day, would you rather have 100 clients who don't value you or, you know, maybe 20 clients who really value you and believe in what you're doing? Those are going to be the best clients for you because you're on the same page. Yeah. Well, there's that there's a word for it. I don't really know what it is, but it's kind of the, like, I don't deserve to be here. The kind of imposter right. syndrome, yeah. I think it's called. Imposter syndrome. imposter syndrome. It's hard to get past that. Like I think inside I'm still 16 years old and kind of looking <laughs> around and going, holy crap, how did I get away with this? Right. And it's, yeah. it's hard to push past that. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is imposter syndrome is something that is huge in women. I mean, even women who are extremely successful in the workplace suffer from imposter syndrome. And um, there is a book and I, uh, off the top of my head, I believe it's called The Confidence Code. And that's exactly what it's about. Is it? It's about women in the workplace who, for some reason, even though they're maybe extremely successful, feel like they got there because of luck. When in all reality, you know, you're, you've prepared yourself for this. You've educated yourself. You've gotten here based on your own hard work. And so we need to kind of get over that and realize that, you know, we didn't hear, get here by luck. We got here by hard work and we deserve to be, you know, compensated for the value that we're providing. I definitely do that to myself. Like with the freelance <laughs> kind of saying, I still feel like I'm getting away with stuff. <laughs> I think back and I, I think I have a selective memory of myself and I'm just like, oh, this was, this was actually pretty easy. Like, mm-hmm. And when I really start thinking, it's easy, it seems easy now, but it wasn't. I busted my butt for over two or three years working a full-time 40-hour job plus commuting plus picking up jobs on the weekends. You know, I didn't go see my friends. We didn't, me and my husband didn't go do anything. I worked. And I enjoyed doing it. So it didn't seem like a sacrifice. And I think that's the difference is now I'm looking back going, oh, that wasn't that bad. And it wasn't because to me it was worth it. But just because it didn't seem terrible doesn't mean it wasn't hard work. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, something that's been helping me with that is because I'm like you, Danielle, I think, well, you know, I, why would I charge that much or whatever? Um, and then it, it kind of helps to put it in perspective. So kind of think outside yourself. Like if you met, you know, yourself and you knew the backstory of how hard you worked and how many years you've worked and built your business from nothing, would you think that that person deserves to raise their rates, you know, to um, over $100 or whatever? And you think about it and it's like, yeah, I would totally get why somebody with that background and experience would ha- would charge that much. And it's funny when you displace it and think of it as someone else, you can totally see it. But then when it comes to yourself, it's just like, you know, just the thought of it is kind of different. So it's kind of helped me to think of it that way, but I still struggle at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that you guys definitely both, you know, point it, <laughs> hit it on the head when you were talking about 
you know, what building a business versus, you know, like, why are you doing this? And Danielle, you were saying it doesn't seem that hard because you loved what you were doing. You enjoyed what you were doing. And I think that that's also the thing is, you know, we've, you know, or as freelancers, I'm, you know, not no longer freelancer. I've started my own company, but you know, it's, it's essentially the same thing. You know, you have to have this passion for what you're doing and it helps you to get through the day. But Ultimately, it kind of comes back to understanding, you know, what's your vision for what you're doing and, um, you know, what, why are you doing what you're doing? Are you trying to build yourself a job or are you trying to build a business? Because in that sort of mind frame as well, it helps to form your decisions. You can't, you know, support yourself or you can't support a business off of charging, you know, really small rates or rates that are not going to allow you to pay, you know, good salaries to people or, you know, whatever your path may be. Yeah. And I think you have to think of it as you're building a business. You're not just working for yourself. That's another thing that helps me. So a long time ago, maybe, well, I guess not too long, maybe two or three years ago, I (laughs) met a woman at a networking event. And when I introduced myself, I said, oh, I'm a freelance writer and I also do marketing. And she said, no, you should not introduce yourself like that. <laughs> you need to say you own a marketing agency that does copywriting and social media and SEO or whatever. But position myself as the owner of a company because legally I am. I mean, I have an LLC. You know, mm-hmm. I have I have um, assistants that, and people that work for me. And so that kind of blew my mind too, thinking it, of it as building a business instead of, oh, I'm just a lowly, you know, single freelancer trying to get by. Right. It's interesting. So now I try to introduce myself as that I have a marketing agency, which sometimes still feels like a lie, even though it's, <laughs> it's not. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then you're, you're right back to imposter syndrome again. <laughs> it's not a lie. I know. Yeah. I know. I wish that, you know, now that I think um, me and Danielle have talked about how we're going to have kids soon. And I think thinking about that has really shaped my focus too. I mean, thinking about, I don't want to show my daughter, you know, if I have a daughter, um, I don't want her to feel like this, you know, to feel these doubts. And so I've been trying to think of, you know, what could I do differently to show, you know, kids that I'll have in my life, you know, as children or my friends, kids or whatever, um, to be strong women and strong business people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, it's, um, to go off on a tangent a little bit from that (laughs) is one of the clients that I work with is, is Menlo Innovations, which is a software development company here in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where I'm based. And I absolutely love their workspace because it is so atypical of your, you know, corporate environment. Kids are allowed here and I love bringing my kids in. Like if they don't have school or if I just have some things to catch up on, they can come in the space. Like right now I'm looking out, you know, through our our conference rooms are um, all glass. The whole space is big and open. And I'm looking at a guy who's holding his baby right now. Like babies are invited into the space. And it's just such of a cool thing when you're starting your own company to keep that in mind as well. Like you're saying, Kelsey, where you want to build up something that you want your kids to be, you know, proud of and to see that, you know, what they dream is accomplishable. And so anyways, tangent, but it's a very cool company. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty neat. Yeah, that's awesome. Even we were talking about the having kids, Kelsey, I think it's something we've talked about quite a bit in the last six to eight months. 
Um, part of it too is thinking about that moving from just, okay, I need to pay my bills. These are what my bills are. So X amount is enough to having to provide for somebody else and childcare and where the heck am I going to get the money for that? (laughs) You know? So I think that kind of granted you don't deserve to charge people more just because your bills are higher. That's not what I'm saying, but it kind of makes me reflect on, on the fact that I do deserve to make more, you know, that it's just, it's easy when you have enough money to get by. Right. Yeah. It's like, eh, what's kind of, what's the point? I I've got enough money to get by. We get to save a bit, but that doesn't mean that I don't deserve to earn more money based mm-hmm. on my knowledge, based on my personality, based on the hard work that I put in. So that's kind of added another layer thinking about that too. And I think too, when you get married and have kids, not that people who don't have that aren't busy, but it just, right. add, it makes you value your time more. And again, not that people who aren't married or have kids don't value their time or whatever. Um, but I think it's just because you have so, I mean, when you have a baby or when they're finally, you have a toddler and they're finally walking, you literally don't have as much flexibility in your time. And I, I'm sure that, you know, when it comes to that time for me, I'll, um, be thinking a lot more about how I spend my time, what clients I work with and getting the most bang for my buck. So I know that when I sit down to work, I'm getting paid what I'm worth because my time is really valuable. And the time I'm working is time that, you know, I'm not with my family. And so I need to make it worth it. Yeah, I completely agree. I actually have two kids. Mine are eight and 10 now. So they're in school now and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you're completely true on that point. Um, And that's actually one of the reasons that I ended up starting my own company and, you know, stepping away from working for someone else is, you know, you get to the point where you want to make sure that the time that you're investing is in your own vision and in your own, you know, your own passions rather than building someone else's for them. Yeah. And I think too, you know, starting a company, which was something I think we were going to kind of touch on too. I think if you're thinking about starting a company or if you're thinking about transitioning into higher rates, you need to think about why you're doing it. And, um, you know, that mission that you have or that goal of how you see your life is really what's going to carry you through building your company. If you're just, you know, building a business to do it and you don't know what you're doing, I don't think it works as well. But I feel like when I was building my company, I knew exactly what I wanted. I knew that that I wanted to work with clients that I enjoyed and I, um, working with them and I enjoyed the work they did. And that was more important to me than trying to find a full-time salary job. Yeah, I completely agree. (laughs) So, um, okay. Well, I think we're getting to the end of our time. Um, you know, to kind of wrap up, is there any words of wisdom, uh, Danielle and Hannah, you would give to people that, you know, are maybe not getting paid with what they're worth or want to raise their rates, but don't really know how to start? I do. Um, so if you use a company like Upwork, which is used to be Odesk, it's really easy. You go into your thing, your profile, and there's a number. And it, it says how much you change per hour, and you click the edit button, and, and then you change that number. <laughs> and you double it if that's what you're worth. 
Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is, is don't undervalue yourself. It's so easy, but you know, yeah, you might get less customers, but the customers that you end up getting for charging what you're actually worth are going to be better customers because they're going to understand your value. Yeah. And I would say, um, which we've talked about before, I've talked about before, um, just double your rate one time. The next time you have a potential client, just double your rate. I mean, don't, and I think not feeling desperate also feeds into this. Yeah. And you, you know, I'm surprised by sometimes I'll double my rate and people just say, okay, Mm -hmm. so you'll be, you'd be amazed. I think, um, listeners, if you, uh, just double it and see what happens, you can do it. (laughs) The worst that happens is they say no. So exactly. I'd like to hear if anyone doubles the rates, I'd like to hear what happens. Yes. Yes. Please tell us. That'd be awesome. Okay. Well, um, Hannah and Danielle, thank you so much for joining us for this, um, another episode for freelancers forum. I think it was a great discussion. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Again, this is uh, Kelsey Jones with search engine journal. Thank you. This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at searchenginejournal.com.